This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Everard's Tiger, ADT Taxes, Peter's Pizziera, and loserpool.com. Welcome everyone to 100% LCFC, the podcast show with me, Lee Chapman. Give me a follow at Lee underscore Chappie. Spurs, Leicester, it's coming up to the weekend and we are struggling here, guys. Another loss, Man United, uh, just, uh, uh, I'm I'm losing the will to live with Puel in charge. It's boring down there. I did a little interview on the United stand uh, about it and... They were well. To be fair to them, they were they were praising our style of play, which is kind of weird. Maybe it must be an outside kind of uh, fans and stuff that have got their their eyes on Leicester, the, the style of play. Because we we at the minute are bored to death in the ground. There's no atmosphere. It's flat. It's boring. There's no goals. It's not fun. It's cold. It's dreary. Right. I'll shut up. I'll get the uh, the Tottenham Hotspur fellow podcaster actually is under the Loserpool banner. Um, and his name's Dan Tracy. And hello, Dan. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me this afternoon. Yeah, where can we find you, Dan? Um, under the loser pool banner, the best place to find me is realfootballcast.com. That's uh, my project. Uh, just basically a whistle stop tour of what happens in the Premier League and off the pitch across sort of 60 minutes or so. So it's a weekly show. The latest episode's gone live for this week. So if you want to check that out at realfootballcast.com, com all the links all the sort of usual platforms you can find it will be found there so by all means give it a listen and let me know what you think brilliant i mean i've heard i've i've listened to a couple of them mate it's it's just little good uh, little fixes so to speak yeah i mean over sort of january i did sort of some short form stuff with the all the transfer gossip because there's so much of it but sort of between now and um the end of the season we'll go back to sort of like 50, 55, 60 minutes of just you know premier league chat so if you've got the time by all means uh, at least spare an hour of that and like I say, let me know what you think if you do actually listen to it. Yeah, brilliant, guys. Make sure you have a listen to that. Right, Dan, 
moving on to the Spurs situation, uh, I've just seen in the news about Tottenham Hotspur and the, the Wembley situation again with the North London derby. Can you run me by that? Yep. So obviously Tottenham at Wembley, it's a bit of a millstone around our neck this season. We're not, <laughs> we're not going back um, anytime soon, not immediately. Obviously, we've got Arsenal on March the 2nd. And that game's going to be at Wembley, so we haven't quite got the uh, the green lights uh, to come home. But at the same time, really, you don't want, uh, I guess, a North London derby to be the first game in a new stadium. Because let's say, worst case scenario, Arsenal win. We'd never hear the end of it, would we? So I don't yeah, really want... Yeah, that's true. It's a bit of a volatile fixture to to open a ground up as well, really, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, from a sort of policing issue, there's no way they'd let that sort of happen. So um, I think... There's common sense has prevailed here to a certain degree. It is frustrating, but at the same time, we've had so many false dawns and you know bits of bad news <laughs> this season that nothing really surprises you anymore. So you just sort of take it on the chin and hopefully we can get back in. I think I've looked at the dates now and potentially it's, it's April uh, because Palace will probably... Yeah, that's right, because they've got a situation where they might move a complicated fixture with a, is it a League One Doncaster match or something. Yeah, Palace have got Doncaster in the cup, and you would think, really, that they're going to go through. So if they do go through to the quarterfinals, then that knocks out the Tottenham Palace date that's already scheduled in. So then that pushes it back to <laughs> April 6th against Brighton. And then you have to ask yourself, um, with so few games of the season left to go... Would is the it Premier worth League- it? Well, it's not necessarily about worth it. Would the Premier League allow it? I mean, let's say that Tottenham are in the title race. Um, you know, whether they are really or not, I don't know. That's up for a debate. But, yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's a debate. Do you think it, you're in the title race? I mean, not really. But if you look at the table, five points off the top, it's not, you know, it's a, a gap you can hunt down. I mean, well, definitely. Um, so I'd say we're, we're on the outside looking in. But, you know, if we say three points in the mix or whatever, and then... You know, we do get the option to go home. The Premier League might say, well, hang on, then you've got an unfair advantage. So there's that to consider as well. So I think all things being equal, it probably now delays the move back till uh, August. Yeah, that'd be rather special, though, winning the Premier League at Wembley. Oh, well, I'd rather win it at home. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, but still at Wembley. Oh, yeah, well, just, just to win the Premier League. I'm, I mean, I'm being fussy now, really, aren't I? So Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Really? Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, Dan. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. At least you've been there. So yeah. Um, but uh, now your previous fixtures uh, going into the Leicester game, uh, you had uh, was it Newcastle before us and the Watford game. Obviously, back to back wins. Yeah, well, three wins in a row actually. If you can. Consider... Oh, was it Palace as well in the court? No, sorry, it was Fulham in the league, wasn't it? So um, three wins in a row, three very late wins as well. So you had Harry Winks getting a very late goal against Fulham. You had Lorente getting a late header against Watford after already going 1-0 down. So two goals in 10 minutes. And then Son scores again in the late one last Saturday. So not good for the heart rate. The tension, obviously, has been yeah. quite tight. But we're doing what we need to be doing, especially with um, Kane and Ali both being injured for at least you know another sort of three, four weeks, um, what have you. So we're grinding out wins. It's not particularly pretty. I was going to say, how you, that, that, you know, you, you've somehow sort of still got through it all, even though you lost, you know, two of your probably key players. Um, Spurs seem to do well even without Kane up front, even without Ali on the pitch. It's 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 remarkable actually. Um, I think if it was Leicester situation and we lost a couple of our key men, we'd be screwed. So I got to give the benefit of the doubt to Tottenham really on on uh, maybe your squad depth just being a, a, a little bit better than Leicester's overall. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. I think obviously the fact that we are winning games so late 
has uh, if you did it once you go well it's a bit lucky maybe twice but to win three in a row that sort of suggests there's dare I say a lot of character there that teams well Tottenham are prepared to go right to the last and I think also there's certainly a way that even when going behind in games they're like a battering ram at the moment I mean even against Man United where we didn't actually get a goal we needed but you always feel like Tottenham are going to come back and get themselves into the game. So even going behind, it's just constant. You know, it's attack, attack, yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah. So... They play some exciting stuff, I've got to admit. You know, when you came down here, um, I, I it's again, you won. I think, was it, what was the score? I can't actually remember. Was it 2-0? Yeah, it was 2-0 to the King Power. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, it was a cold fucking night as well. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, so what's your, what's your predictions for coming up against City again? Um, t- because you've got the Champions League to worry about Wednesday. Yes, that's a very good point. So, actually. so uh, coming from, I suppose, a fan, and what would you prefer to sort of go with? Would you prefer to try and fight for the Premier League or smash Dortmund on Wednesday? It's a difficult one because you know if you're going for the Premier League, there's also the risk that you could fall out the top four as well. So you don't really want to put all your eggs in the European basket. It's probably the shorter route to success, but dare I say, even more difficult than trying to win the Premier League. So, um, you know, it's a shame it has to be one or the other. Uh, Yeah, it's not going to be both, is it? No, I mean, I don't know. Personally, I'd like to go for the league. I think it's more of a sort of realistic prospect. I just think Dortmund might be a tough nut to crack. I think if we could just keep grinding out these wins, you know, if we can beat Leicester on Sunday, keep this momentum going, and then when Kane and Ali do come back, and we are, say, still on the coattails of the title race, then then you never know. But I just think... It would be silly at this point to be getting ahead of steam together after winning three on the bounce and then going, oh, do you know what? Let's not really go all out against Leicester. Let's save it Wednesday. I think it's too much of a gamble. I'd rather Poch just sort of keeps this winning mentality going. And dare I say, if we can beat Leicester, then that fosters, you know, like I say, the momentum. And it's like, well, let's just go and see what we can get against Dortmund anyway. So it's not necessarily either or. Yeah, well, here's the thing as well. I actually didn't know this, but we actually have more wins against you than you have against us. And I didn't know that until just now. Um, apparently, we've played 29 games. Um, this is the, I think this is the Premier League and the FA Cup. So I don't know about the League Cup, but the Premier League and the FA Cup, we've played 29 and we've actually beat you 12 and you've beat us 11 and we've drew six. So I don't know how that has happened because <laughs> I, I give or take, I'd say it's probably the biggest side of us. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. you used to be a bit of a bogey team back in the back what? in the day. Yeah, yeah, back like mid mid nineties, sort of. Yeah, that nineties era, we used to lose quite often to you. I remember yeah. sort of Muzzy is it getting that uh, incredible winner at Filbert Street. There's been a lot of games where you've come out on top. Um, so I think it's sort of historically you are sort of got the the nudge. But obviously, in the what the last six meetings, Cup and League, you've only won one. Although you've been Premier League champions as well. So you know, there's also that. To, uh, to take into account. Yeah, so you gave us a good stuffing, didn't you? 6-1 um, back in 2017. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and that was at home. That was probably the worst game that season, to be fair, as well. So, yeah, I suppose that was in a way of replying back to us for winning the league, right? Yes, a small <laughs> bit of revenge. Obviously, we'd, we'd prefer to win the Premier League, but I think that was settled, settled some kind of score. But I think... Um, you know, obviously, on the balance of things, you'd rather have some trophies just handing out a fresh into the foxes. 
Uh, I've seen a rumour this morning. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Um, there's a, a, some sort of football agent on Twitter that's leaked um, a, a supposedly WhatsApp chat. Uh, according to his sources, a few players that may be leaving Leicester City during the summer. One included James Madison uh, being linked with Tottenham Hotspur in the summer. Would you, would you class him as a as a prospect player, not just for Tottenham Hotspur, but for England as well? Because um, I've, I've spoke to quite a lot of different podcasters and different people now um, in the football community, and they all rate James Madison highly. What's your What's your opinion on James Madison? Yeah, I think I'd agree with um, everyone else you've spoken to. I think um, I really rate Madison. I think really it's the kind of sign that Tottenham should be making. I think they've sort of missed the boat on that. You know, he moved from Norwich to Leicester, didn't he? So I think at the time, I think it's a... Even then, I thought, oh, do you know what? It's a shame we didn't get him. And I think his stature has only grown. And I think he'd be... Um, he'd fit in well at Tottenham. I think we were having a debate on a podcast I was doing early, early in the week about Eric Lamella. And you're sort of thinking, is his time done? And if it is, who then comes in and fills those shoes? And I think Madison would be a perfect shout. You know, if you're looking to sort of keep building your squad and upgrading... Uh, Madison's younger, obviously doesn't have so many injury issues connected to him. I think he'd be absolutely sort of flying. You know, I don't want to sort of disrespect Leicester and say, you know, no. like a smaller team anyway. But with that launch pad of being in that sort of top four, top six bracket, yeah, then yeah. that could give him the sort of launch pad to really hit um, the heights he wants to get to. Yeah, I, I completely agree with the top six bracket. I think that's something that I think Leicester had a chance of potentially getting into uh, after they won the Premier League of getting into that bracket of being a top six side uh, and I, I don't know really the ins and outs of what happened but I think something to do with the director of football uh, Rudkin Mr Rudkin and uh, Ranieri signings and some other bits and bobs I, that season just went to, to absolute shit and yeah, I think we we dropped the ball really. I think any other team that would have won the Premier League outside the top six, you 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 surely would have made sure that you established yourself as a big boy contender from from then on. And we didn't. And I feel like that's the ship's gone now. The ship's sunk. And I feel like we're just going to be that sort of like Everton sort of side, which is nothing wrong by the way. Everton are a, a great side, but I really wish we capitalised on the Premier League win a few years ago. Well, that's it, isn't it? Because it's all about sustaining what you've done. Because, you know, winning the Premier League, no one can ever take that away from you. And it's obviously going to be the sort of greatest moment in the club's history. But you obviously then had a, you know, decent stint in the Champions League the year after. Yeah. But had you great, had you... great, great run, by the way, for a debut run. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, if you, if you sustain that sort of top six bracket after winning the title, you'd have many more stints in Europe. And then you could be sort of yes. not... You could be competing for league titles in sort of two, three years' time when everything sort of rebalances and you're in the mix again. But because it's such a, a rapid rise and a rapid decline, like you say, you sort of found, I guess, your new natural level, which is in that sort of ninth to eleventh bracket in and around Everton, and you must feel it's opportunity missed. Yeah, it, 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 well, you'll, I think we all do, and I think that's also part of the frustrations uh, watching the team. We seem we just watched, you know, something rise and the fast and counter-attackive style that we we're so used to. It's just been drained out of the squad completely. Um, it's a very frustrating uh, term of events down the King Power at the minute. I tell you, as a Leicester fan, it really is. What What's your take on Pule? Just Just asking. Uh, I like honest, asking the outside fan because when you look at it in a different perspective, obviously I, I've got to take my biased Leicester glasses off and it's difficult to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously there's no real neutrality with you, but I think from an outsider looking in, um, when you're sort of 
scratching sort of seventh or so, I did think, well, where's all this criticism coming from? You know, like, why would you be so quick to sort of dismiss him? Now results have gone against you. And obviously that's not really a knee jerk. It's still, you know, only like a month or two further down the line. But the football's not been great at times. And I don't know if people want to be entertained or they want to win. Like, it's probably a mixture of the two. It lies yeah, in the middle. Yeah, you mentioned entertained. Um, I, I always relate the Pule, uh situation as manager and Leicester's style, uh, similar to uh, Floyd Mayweather's boxing. A lot of people slate him for his boxing because it's boring, you know. But it's a science. It's a sports. It's you know. It's uh, and he wins. You know. I I just relate that sort of same, similar sort of thing where you know you either want to be entertained or you understand what's actually going on. Yeah, I think that's a fair analogy, and I think the thing that doesn't help Pule, it just doesn't really come across as likeable. No character. Like, no character. Exactly, exactly, yeah. I mean, if you were a team that perhaps was, you know, not winning as many games as you wanted to, you know, say, you know, you, you are where you are, but at least you're having a proper go here and, you know, holding your own and just missing out every now and again. And you had a manager who was likeable and was seen to be doing the right things and had the fans on board, you know, by sort of, you know, being someone personable but with pure it's like oh like a gallic shrug and oh never mind i don't care like forget the fans and it's just like well you know like really that's probably what costs you your job at southampton so you need yeah. to sort of be careful really like um so yeah i don't think he does himself any favors maybe the criticism is a little harsh but obviously that's for leicester fans to sort of decide more than me but i think obviously again that boils down to expectations and what you really expect from the season but then that said, even 11, it's probably less than what you expected. So you, there is scope to be sort of better, even in that mid-table bracket. So I think that's a fair to sort of stick to beating with. But like I say, ultimately, Peel does himself no favours in the way he sort of brings himself across, really. So if he does go, he's only really got himself to blame. Thanks for that, Dan. That's that's a, a good uh, perspective on, on 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 an outside perspective. That's good. It's good. I need more, but because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> it's it's just I don't know what it is. It's just our fans. It, it, I'm I'm pure out now as well. I jumped the fence at the weekend. Because oh dear. He, yeah, I, you know I was hanging on for dear life on this fence, um, and uh, at times it was really difficult to 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 back him and to keep going with him. And I was getting a lot, I get a lot of stick for it as well online on Twitter and, and, and on Facebook and stuff as well, you know, and I was like, no, just, just hang on to him. It will sort it, it will sort it. And, and I don't know, it was Monday, uh, Monday, the Manchester United game, sorry. And uh, when he took Madison off, that's what, that's when it done me uh, and that he didn't play Chowdhury, one of our best at the minute uh, informed tackling uh, central defender, sort of midfield style player. Uh, he could have been on the pitch to really sort of take the ball off of Pogba because Pogba was a free roam and so we needed someone on him and Chowdhury was that man and he wasn't played. Uh, it just don't, I don't know. I'm just starting to see what some of the pure outers are saying about him. Like he makes some odd choices, rotation after rotation after rotation and it, he's got to go for me. But I think he's not going to go anywhere until the summer because of what happened with Mr. Vashai, bless his soul. Um, I think there's been too much going on with the club with that to interfere with anything else. I think it will be a summer job before he will go and we can start fresh next season. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, what do you gain really from a sacking what we've thirty? No, I mean, it doesn't, no one gains from it now. You know, you're going to be well, absolutely... we're, we're, Yeah, I know. We're, we're 11th in table. We're 32 points. The, the average is about 40 points to stay upright. So, you know, we've still got a few games to play. You know, there's some games there we can win. 
I'm not saying we're going to win on Sunday against you boys, but we do seem to pick points off the the big boys more than the little boys. So I I am thinking that we're going to probably take a point at least uh, at the weekend. But we've got Palace finally after a rough fixtures of Liverpool, Man United and Spurs back to back. Um, We've got Palace, Brighton and Watford and Fulham and Burnley all back to back sort of mid sort of team tables like ourselves. Well, Uh, I mean, you look at games against Brighton and Burnley. I know Burnley sort of turned the corner, but you should really be winning games like that. I mean, once you get Spurs out of the way on Sunday, like I say, you've got a good stretch of games where pick up some points here and there and your Premier League safety will be secure with yeah. two, months, two months to go. And then you sort of, then you think, OK, well, let's, you're basically in a holding pattern until the end of the season. And then you I am to... worried though, Dan. I am worried because if we don't pick any points up out of all these teams and we fluff it, about all these teams, the last three fixtures for Leicester are probably the hardest in the whole league. We've got Arsenal, Man City and Chelsea as the last three fixtures. Bloody hell, that's tough. I mean, to be honest, so let's let's look at the table. You've got 32 points. Really, I'd, I'd say 38 will be fine. You've got a healthy goal difference compared to that of Cardiff. You know, you're on minus one, they're on minus 24. I think just six points, two wins in what? You know, yeah. if, you, if you take out the last three games, you've got 10 games to win two matches. I think even Claude Pure can do that. So I think you'll be fine. There's, there's too much dross below you to be really sucked into it. So I wouldn't worry just yet. So no worries on going down. No. From an outside sure. perspective, Guys, you've heard that from an outside. That's from a Spurs fan as well. No, but you, you, you won't. Though, no, you won't. There's, there's, there's too much sort of dead wood between sort of 14th and 19th for you to worry about. And then the gap is so healthy between you and Palace six points that you know if you beat them, then it, it's even wider in it. So I mean, that's probably the the pivotal yes. game. Get that one out of the way, and you can almost. Uh, start celebrating but you know would you celebrate mid-table finish I don't know well uh, no cup we're in no cup so there's not a lot to celebrate to be honest no that's true I know you feel on that front as well (laughs) (laughs) right Dan thank you for coming on Um, just just score predictions and goal scorer or whatever you want you could just go for a nil-nil whatever what do you reckon the weekend I'll go 2-1 Tottenham and I'll go with uh, Sun and oh a sun double, yeah. Sun at the there double as we win two one. Right, you heard it here. Two one, Dan says. Cheers, cheers, Dan, for coming on. Follow Dan at realfootballcast.com. and, and fo- yeah, so also t- that's all right. And also Twitter is at Dan Tracy nineteen eighty three. Sweet, there you go. And give me a follow at Lee underscore Chappie. Make sure you follow one hundred percent LCFC on Facebook and on Twitter at one hundred LCFC. I'm Lee Chapman. See you later. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.